thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And today we're talking about the ridiculous necessity <laughs> of the way that we just have not freaking evolved. I mean, give me strength. Back in the olden days when people had an opinion about something that was contrary to traditional belief, they were stoned or they were hung or they were drawn and quartered. Or, yeah, their heads were chopped off. We're still doing it. Mm -hmm. But just in a different way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just in a very different way. But still just like savages. Mm -hmm. Like savages because we we can't entertain that there could be another way outside of traditional ways of doing things and people I think I think we get so stuck in a rut and we get so single-minded about something that our ability to be flexible and see that all options are viable it's 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 bizarre to me Mm. tell us about what brought this subject up well your legs are nice and smooth I just, I, just, them. I just touched Cindy's legs and my legs are so spiky and haven't been shaved. And it's just smooth as a baby's bum. Thank you. What are you about yours, Kimmy? <laughs> oh, yes, no, see, you're good too. Oh, shame on me. <laughs> They're going to wonder what we're doing showing our legs if they think that we're on a table, but we're actually on the floor today, aren't In we? In the bedroom. In the bedroom. Eating chocolate cake. Homemade, raw vegan. Raw vegan chocolate cake by Kimmy. Yes. All right. We needed to eat that after our our outburst of being upset about what's been happening over the last three or four days. And so to explain it, it all started with uh, a, a cookbook, actually, mm. called Bubba Yum Yum, mm-hmm. and which is written by Charlotte Carr, who is Wes Carr's beautiful wife, who has a son named Willow, Helen I can't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. Hold the line, please, yep. Paula. We'll, we'll spell Helen's name properly. And Chef Pete Evans, the paleo chef. And it's been withdrawn from market and sale. I think it was to be released uh, sometime this week or next week. And it's been withdrawn by their major publisher because of one recipe in it. And the recipe that's in it is what they say a replacement for a formula it's just it just says diy do it yourself infant formula infant formula mm. yeah but what's really been interesting is that nobody's seen the recipe mm. oh. no nobody's seen the recipe because there people who have written major blogs like one lady who said an open letter to pete evans she said it had bone fragments in it which yes. i'm like going No, it doesn't. It's got no bone fragments in it. I don't know what you're going on about. So people haven't even seen the recipe and they've come up with this belief that it's dangerous and will kill a baby. Yeah. And I I think that 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 statement came from some nutritional authority and, um, and so the public have decided to 
pick sides as to who's right and who's wrong. So there are the supporters of Charlotte, Helen and Pete. And it's Helen Padarin. Padarin. So there's the, and who's a naturopath and a very knowledgeable naturopath. So there's the supporters of those three. And then there are the people who are polarized against them. In my way of thinking, this debate over the last three or four days is almost like the vaccination issue. It's, mm -hmm. it's exactly the same totally. as the vaccination issue. Yeah, where there's people who um, are so against the anti-vaxxers, mm, as mm. they're called, and so for the pro-vaccinators. And here we have the same thing happening, and it's daggers. It's, it's been fighting and daggers. And one of the arguments has been around vitamin A. So that's been the biggest argument is that, uh, well, that's, that's one of the bigger arguments is around the, the level of vitamin A, that it is greater than what's in formula milk. Mm. Remembering formula milk is not real. Formula milk is yeah. made from high fructose corn syrup, um, milk protein isolates, canola oil or uh, refined oils. It usually has... Um, antibacterials in it, it may have synthetic vitamins in it, and it has definitely genetically modified foods. But everybody's saying that this is scientific and regulated. Mm. But I decided before I made any mention of what was happening out there, I decided to go to Fasans, Food Standards Australia New Zealand, and just find out their regulation and their science behind um, formulas that are here in Australia. Now, there are no formulas made here in Australia. They're only made in the US or Europe. And Fasans do not have any regulation around uh, the formula itself. They have regulations about what's allowed on the package, They have about the advertising, about the marketing. They have regulations around that. But they do not regulate the ingredients. Oh, my goodness. The only people who regulate the ingredients <coughs> are the Europeans or the Americans. So we are taking upon bringing this stuff in, but not doing our own checks and our own science, but rather looking at Europe and America for their regulatory bodies. And theirs may not be as strict as ours. They may be stricter. We don't know. But the whole thing is, is that it's not being looked at. And, and one of the things that I saw at Fasans, and I, I read their whole document on it, one of the, says, the things that they say on Fasans is that um, while they are putting these extra things into the formula, there's not enough scientific evidence to say that this is needed for an infant or a child under two. Oh. And yet everybody's sprouting on social media that this is a regulated um, thing and it's science-based. I think one of the formulas that are probably a little bit more science-based are the what we call the elemental formulas. And elemental formulas, uh, there's only four allowed in Australia or four that are available in Australia. And elemental formulas are for babies who cannot digest protein. So they're still oh, high right. fructose corn syrup. They're still canola oil. There could be non-hydrogenated coconut oil. There could be all of these refined oils. But instead of a whey protein or a goat protein or something like that, they actually have amino acids. But they don't tell you where are we getting the amino acids from, how are we making the amino acids. Mm. And that's something that I've been trying to find out. But, of course, it's very secretive. And you, yeah, well, they're not going to tell you. You can never that. find out about it. So that was my number one beef about the, about it. But the second one was the vitamin A. Yeah. So I decided, well, why is everybody up in arms about vitamin A? So the first thing I did was I spoke to a friend of mine who's a medical doctor. And I said to her, I said, 
what do you know about vitamin A toxicity in children? And she said, nothing except that I know that it's toxic. And I said, what research have you done or what did you learn in medical school about vitamin A toxicity? And she said, well, I probably won't do an opinion on that because I don't know. I would have to go and do my research. Yet every Tom, Dick and Harry on social media (laughs) is all talking about this vitamin A toxicity and they know. And yet here is a medical doctor with seven years of, of, of going to school. She's done her intern years. She's now, you know, it, working in a hospital. And she would not make an opinion on it until she'd done her research. I, I just love it. I love that the, the, the population at large gets a meme. Mm. And the meme is, oh, the vitamin A is high. And I, I know in my feeds, I had people going, what about the vitamin A toxicity, Cindy? And I didn't, I didn't want to make comment on it either until I had thoroughly looked at the research, which yeah. I did. But I most decided, people don't though, Cindy. Most people will just hear vitamin A toxicity, toxicity and then they go, they'll hang on to that mm. as a truth and then not actually do the research themselves. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a post here that um, this woman wrote that open letter um, and she mentions vitamin A toxicity. Um, and then somebody comes back and says, hmm, the ingredients for carry care stage one formula looks so much more nutritional than bone broth. Milk solids being skim milk, demineralized whey, lactose and whey, vegetable oils containing soy oil, maltodextrin and or lactose, galacto-oligosaccharides, long-chain polyfructose, emulsifier, soy lecithin, choline chloride, acidity regulator, calcium hydroxide, citric acid, taurine, inositol, carnitine. <laughs> and citric acid these days is wow. not being made from um, fruit. It's no. actually being made from genetically modified fermented bugs or something, mushrooms. I don't even know. I read the article and, I'm, and I saw the research on how they're making it now and I was like, okay. So we can't even, you used no, to think citric acid was that. an ex- extract from lemon or, or orange. But this is, this is what I find so really interesting is that, you know, I had somebody on my social media just saying we're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> and then she just kept going and going and going. And I'm like going, well, don't call us idiots because, you know, we've decided to do a little bit of research and perhaps take the health of our child in our own hands. One of the things that um, I put up on my social media today was uh, was something to do with, God, I can't remember the, the terminology that I use, but it was a worried mother will do more investigation than the FBI. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And this is what Charlotte has done. And this book is really Charlotte's book. Helen has been an advisor and Pete has been helping her with um, the recipes. So this is Charlotte's book. This is Charlotte's story. Mm. And Charlotte's story is about her son, Willow. And she tells this story in the paleo way, which she's been doing with Pete. And she talks about how um, Willow could not take or tolerate her breast milk. He was doing something called stemming. So stemming is when they open and close their hands over and over and over again, hitting his head, and he might do that seven to eight hours a day. And 
she was told that she had to stop breastfeeding him and feed him this elemental formula, which I explained to you had high fructose corn syrup in it, had amino acids that were singularly, much what you had just read out, Karen. And she just, she just thought, I can't feed this to my child. I, I just can't. I don't, he's got genetically modified um, products in it. And she just went, this can't be the right thing for my child. So she went researching. Mm. She was a worried mum. She had a baby that had problems. Um, they were not giving her any other advice except to, to go on this elemental formula. So she researched and she found this formula. Now, the formula that's in her cookbook is based on a very ancient formula. And this formula was formulized by a lady by the name of Dr. Mary Anig. Dr. Mary Anig was a biochemist and she had lots of other qualifications to her, her, her um, name. If you look her up, she was in her 80s or 90s. She was, she's just amazing, Dr. Mary Anig. And Dr. Mary Anig figured out this formula for babies who couldn't tolerate mother's milk and that was a natural formula and she formulated it on breast milk versus um, doing this formula without milk and they're all saying that Charlotte has no um, qualifications that Helen isn't a medical doctor but here I have talked to a medical doctor who's fresh out of university out of her intern years and going into working in the hospitals she didn't know either and the, so just, you have to do the research, no matter who you are. There was somebody else who posted on this open letter that says, um, you know, obviously they're saying that the person who wrote the open letter hadn't undertaken any kind of nutritional studies, but forget medicine because medicine only contains 12 hours of nutritional lectures in the whole program. So they actually need to be studying nutrition, not medicine. Yeah. And exactly. I think that's a, I think that's... And what exactly? Dr. Mary Anig has a PhD and is a nutritionist and a researcher. Mm. And, a, and a, she was a biologist and a biochemist and she knew how to put formulations together. She was no... Why are other doctors not supporting that then? It's already been written by another doctor. Why would doctors not be turning around and saying, hey, guys, let's look at this. Let's have a look at this and let's not be silly around this. We've had research. We've done this. I mean, look at all the different cultures and history mm. and ancestral mm. behaviours of people that have had to use alternatives to mother's milk. It's not like any mother out there wants to harm or hurt their baby. But even here, like Sally Fallon mm. has recipes in her book. Based on Marion Eggs. Yes. It's yeah. all based on Marion Eggs' yeah. work. All of it. It's not some, you know, they, they think that this has just been made up, but it's actually not. And when you have a look at the amount of vitamin A that's in the formulation that Charlotte has put together, it's actually less than Mary Enig advises, and and why she's done that, I'm not quite sure, but it's it's fascinating to see that this has been fed to thousands and thousands and thousands of babies for 40 years yeah, right. without a baby dying. But if you have a look at the history behind medical formulations and um, baby formulas, there is actually a checkered history. Um, and look at the, the the what happened in China where there was melamine in the, um, you know, it was contaminated. Mm. So I don't know, people have this idea that science and food industry is to be revered and never mm. makes a mistake and is always um, at its best and there will never, ever be a problem with it. But when you look at the science behind these formulas, they're not. 
They've, they've made mistakes. Babies have died. They haven't put the right formulas in. There's been a toxin in it. They've found, um, they've found contaminants in it. They're not real. They're not well. They're not real, are they? At all? The food's that, not real, and that explains it, then, doesn't it? I mean, that would explain why this the whole baby formula has been under question, and it, it is very much into question. But the scary thing is, is that not there's no one's given any alternative, and one of the things that um, I've been working with with this woman who is absolutely amazing in her research on eosinophilia um, esophageal disorder or eosinophilia gastrointestinal disorder, which is a disorder that is... Which is a very big word and hard to say. So, yes. Say it because it sounded so really good. Eosinophilia gastrointestinal disorder. Yeah, no, that one. Wow. Yeah, that's good. So, but it's a, it's a problem that's happening with more and more babies and children where basically they have an autoimmune disease and they can't digest their foods. And these medical feeds are made for, or these elemental feeds are made for these children. And I'm working with this a beautiful naturopath at the moment who had a child like that. And remember, a mother's worry will always do more investigation the FBI. Yeah. She has done more investigation on this disease and how she can help these children. And her expertise is, and we will interview her, by the mm, way, yeah. um, and her expertise is amazing. And she and I are working together to see can we do this? Can we make something? And the only way we figured out that we can do it is make it in liquid form because to dry an oil, there has to be chemicals used. Mm -hmm. to, um, to do all these things, so we figured if you do it in a liquid form, then there's no extra processing done to these beautiful oils such as the Inca Inchi oil or the coconut oil. They're using canola oil. Mm. Yeah. They're using oils like that and they're in a dried state because that's what a powder is like. So people have to think, well, how do they make an oil dry? Mm. What's the process that happens when to do that? Um, how do you make amino acids singularly? Do you use a protein and then use an enzyme to cut it down? So because this is becoming more and more a problem, there has to be an alternative for people who want real foods. Mm. There has to be, you know, changes in it. I've just looked up um, Dr. Mary Anig's homemade baby formula. Mm -hmm. She's got a couple there, but there's one here that looks like it could be the one. Um, it's got chicken or beef broth. That's right. Organic liver. Yep. Lactose. Um, so the lactose is the sugar. Yeah. Uh, uh, a so, bifidobacterium. So that's a like a probiotic. Homemade, a li homemade liquid whey, and she's got a recipe for that. Mm -hmm. Coconut oil. Yep. Um, high vitamin fermented cod liver oil or yep. one t teaspoon of regular cod, cod liver oil. Um, refined sunflower oil, extra virgin oil, and acerola powder. So you could use camu camu instead of acerola. You could use gubunji, which is a native kakadu plant, instead of acerola. So acerola is a fruit. It's kind of like an acai. Yeah, it's acerola is high in vitamin C. So there are, and then she would not have known about inki inchi because in South American oils weren't done by then. She would not have known about chia because chia wasn't known by then. Yep, yep, yep. So we can. This is very similar to uh, the formula that will come out in their book. Yeah. It's very similar to it. There's not much change in it. So what I ended up doing is I ended up doing a little bit of research on uh, what human studies do we have on vitamin A toxicity. And if you go to Western Price, there is a whole, and I bought it to show I'm on you the guys. Western Price website. But on the Western Price website, there is a document on the vitamin A saga and it goes for one, two, 
two, three, oh four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm counting as I'm doing this, guys. Nine, <laughs> 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 pages and two pages of references on the whole vitamin A saga and the, the whole thing on toxicity. And it starts off with... Um, it, it's and it's talking about natural vitamin E. It's not talking about synthetic vitamin E. So there are many vitamin several. A or oh, sorry, vitamin A. There are several metabolites for vitamin A. It's not just one. So synthetic vitamin A. A lot of the research has been done on, and it's been Isn't done it made on from acetone. Didn't you say what acetone? It? Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of the vitamin A. Yeah, it's been done on the synthetic one, and they've done on animal studies. There has been some information done on a few. Um, vitamin A toxicity um, people. So two, three children in New Zealand came in on separate occasions from eating uh, fish liver and there was a belief that that was a vitamin A toxicity, so that's three children. There's another one that I read. So can, can I just, before you keep going, we know a vitamin A deficiency is rickets. That's what we end up with, which I haven't heard of someone suffering for quite some time. So a toxicity of vitamin A, how would you know you had a, a vitamin oh, A toxicity? Okay, so um, dizziness, um, you, apparently your brain swells. I don't know all the symptoms. Yeah, I have read them drink several times. Yeah, it could be. Let, let me just go to it. You keep talking and I'll find where in here she goes through the whole um, uh, what it, happens. Is it common? Um, that you could get vitamin A toxicity? Like, is it a real complaint or genuine concern that they're saying that the liver or that the bone broth itself could cause too much vitamin A? Is that a concern to you as Here a nutritionist? Symptoms of chronic vitamin A toxicity Thank include you. blurred vision, swelling of the bones, bone pain, poor appetite, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, sensitivity to sunlight, oily skin and hair. How would you know that with a baby? How would you know that... You like, they're all common symptoms for a kid that's got a temperature too. So how would you... Drowsiness, irritability. Like, 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 everyone's talking about this vitamin A toxicity, but what I don't understand is, A, what actually is that? B, has someone died from that? And D, really, really how do we know that that's going to cause that problem? Well, it says acute vitamin A toxicity includes drowsiness, irritability, abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting. An increased pressure on the brain. On the brain. How do you know? The biggest one. Uh, I'm sure that the no. doctors know how to, to diagnose it. Plus, they would have to ask questions. So, what have you eaten? What have you been giving? Yeah, but and you when you can't ask a six month old baby to but answer you'd see that. If yeah, but you will ask the parents. Or, yeah, you yeah. will ask the parents what it is. Um, there was, there's acute toxicity and there's chronic toxicity. So yeah. acute is what happens in a three-day period. Mm -hmm. Chronic is what happens over a six to 12-month period. And Which I believe, is, have you got the amounts, mm -hmm. the international units per kilogram that you would have to take to get acute? And that's, prob that's probably a limit with synthetic, not with natural, because remembering that natural is very different to synthetic vitamin A. So, look, I've yeah. just been... So, so is it a genuine concern is what I'm asking? So, like, without blowing anything out of the media and, and what everybody's saying, is it a, there is a genuine concern that you could give a baby too much vitamin A with a broth-based... Not supplement. the broth base. Broth won't won't have the vitamin A. It's is the, it liver. the liver. It's the liver. And um, why would you put liver into it then? Because of the because of the vitamin A and the vitamin D. It's mm. and liver has 
has wonderful nutrients in it. Like we well, eat liver. We it's paleo. Told, we we eat keep getting liver. told to give kids um, lamb's fry yeah, and says, bacon. Yeah. It says here zero to six months old, 400 micrograms. Oh, thank you. Of vitamin A. But that's the RDA. That's yeah, and that's according the to the National Institute of Health. Yeah, that's your RDA. That's, right. that's that saying that. Can, that's to prevent rickets. But can't that even vary within countries as well, what people think is the recommended daily allowance? Yeah, uh, yeah, but they're fairly similar across the board. But yes, well, you're right. That I was low in iron in England, and yet I was average in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, and it's the same, you know, with iodine levels, and it's the same with um, a thyroid. But, you know, but TSH I know levels but, but, they change from state to are, state in the US. But here you are saying that they're pretty much around the same levels. But how I would treat myself with low iron compared to someone in the average iron is completely different. Mm. So you're saying it's the same, kind of, but it's not really. With, are you talking about the national guidelines for RDI and RDA? Well, that's what I'm assuming you're yeah. talking about. I, no, I haven't looked at. I haven't yeah. looked at every country's RDA and RDI. RDI. All but I was more, looking but for. But what I'm saying though is, it must be bloody hard as someone like me, uh, a mum, yeah. to actually understand who to believe and who to follow. And I mean, I'm lucky I've got a Cindy in my life. I can ring you and I know if you don't know, you're going to research it. Mm. How do our listeners believe this? So what I really want to ask you both is looking at this whole scenario, which is where we started, the whole scare tactics or the whole frenzy that's gone on online, what's triggered that? Well, I think there's two components to it, really, isn't there? I mean, isn't there the physical side of it, like the actual physical effects of acute or chronic vitamin A? Or, or you know, or it doesn't matter really what the topic is, does it? I mean, it no, could it be doesn't matter what vaccination. The topic is. It could be even you know after Jess's Jess Ainsco's passing. You know, there was a whole bunch of other Bell stuff. Bell Gibson, that, yeah, all the stuff that's happening around Bell Gibson at the moment. I, I, th- I think that there's the physicality of it. There's the concern for the physical um, consequences of people being outspoken. But then there's all this, also the psychological drivers behind that, that, that somebody's questioning our tradition, somebody's questioning our medical fraternity, somebody is questioning our belief systems, and nobody ever wants to be um, identified as wrong or incorrect. So they'll fight to the death for it. I mean, you look, we go to war. Over our beliefs. Ideologies, you're right. Absolutely. We do. And, and we're warring on Facebook because of ideologies. Man, there's war. You know, so you think right. that we are more free today than what we were 100 years ago? In mm. fact, I, 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 I say nay. <laughs> I say nay. I think we are more constricted and more trapped, but not with shackles, physical shackles, but I think we're tra- trapped in the shackles of the mind. Mm. Well... And, as I was reading to you before we started, and I'd like to read it to our listeners. Go ahead. Is that there's a new book out and it's called On Immunity and Inoculation by Eula Bliss or Biss. And one of the things out of her book says, vaccination's biggest problem in an age of the free market and rampant individualism. <laughs> I just love your faces you say that. <laughs> Seriously? It's its biggest problem is that we've become individuals. I don't think we are individuals because I don't think we are. We are, but the people that the, it's the rampant individuals that have chosen that they don't want to vaccinate. Yes. So if if I continue on with it, she says, "Bis suggests is the concept of herd immunity. There is no such thing as society, as Margaret Thatcher famously said. Yet vaccination depends entirely on imagine, image, 
Imagining the body as something extending beyond its own borders, the strong sharing, a small risk to protect the weakest. And, that, mm. and that's what they're mm. now saying. You know, we all have to be vaccinated to protect the ones that can't be vaccinated. Yet the people, the problem, the biggest problem is free market and, and rampant individualism. Well, I'm becoming a rampant individual, I think. <laughs> or I'd like to think I'm a rampant individual. I don't I see that as derogatory. F- I think that's rather nice. I think that's quite the compliment. Mm. I don't think it's quite the compliment too. <laughs> Be a rampant individual. But it's I my think, new word. I think you should be. <laughs> I think it's people like you that are the rampant and, individuals. And Pete and Charlotte yeah. and Helen and... And you, the way you do and your you. thinking around thought. Yeah, yeah totes. You are. And I think that... But, but, well, and I you and skincare. Absolutely. And totally. Jess Ainsco. Totally. Yeah. Oh, what I want to go back to, if I can just bring you both Sorry. back to here. All right, we're coming back. No, right. no, no. I just want to really understand that... There's a there's an there's someone's written a book. Yes, it's got a recipe in there. Not everybody has to follow it. Not everybody has to believe in it. Not everybody has to want to read that book. Yet there's f- absolute fury on Facebook and social media about the fact that a child could die. Why? Like, why are people making when if you if you Google um, do it yourself DIY homemade formula? If you Google that. There are recipes from tens, twenties, hundreds of years ago. Mm. Why this book? Why now? And why are we questioning it or fear or going into this whole fear thing around it? Oh, I've got my I got my view on this. I it's would a, like to hear it. Well, it's the same view that when people attack you, Cindy, when you're just making a statement about what you think, or you're asking the population through social media about what they think based on what you've researched and people just come out of the woodwork and have their daggers out. I think one is what we were saying before is that we're frightened. People are frightened to be questioned and they're frightened to be proven wrong and they're frightened so they want to hold on to whatever skerrick of of normality or safety they can possibly cling to, even if they don't have a clue whether they're right or not. Um, And the other is because, like, no offence to anybody who does that, but... You know, any publicity is good publicity. And if somebody can write on the coattails of another person's profile, why not? You know, and this woman with the open letter, and I, you know, I'm not making any comment one way or the other about it, but there are comments about her letter saying, you know, really, you're just trying to be little Peter Evans, but what you have is, an, is a blog that's got a very popular cookbook in it with some very popular names in it, and you're going to show up on the Google searches. So, do you think that they would do that for that reason? Oh, love, you oh, would be people so do surprised. That? But that's what I was going to ask that's you just, guys. Just, do we think this is just someone? Because Pete I'm not Evans, saying she's. I'm, I'm not suggesting she's done about it. Okay. her personally. Right. But, but maybe, people do that. But that's what. Yeah, I mean, why else? Why else? As Kim said, why else? Why else are people? Because there are a gazillion recipe books out there. Of recipes that are from hell. <laughs> I you know, agree. I agree. And you don't buy them or you buy them and you choose two or three recipes out of them or you like 90% of the recipes but you don't like the other 10%. So don't cook the damn thing. <laughs> I mean, really, it's not that hard. It's a cookbook. But it's, then, a it's a cookbook. It's not an instruction manual on how to raise your children. But, you know, having said that, I mean, the recipe's in there. So, I mean, people who are naive may be tempted to try it or whatever, and this is obviously what she's trying to avoid. But I I don't know. I mean, why we go into instant fear and attack rather than research and respond, Mm. which could probably be another way to do it. Yeah. But 
to do it so publicly, to do it so ferociously and to do it, so, you know, on, on social media. I, I, is this why, though? Is this why? Would this have happened in, in days gone by if we did have social media? Is it because it's Chef Pete Evans' book that people want to bring him down? Like, there's a lot of people that want to bring him down for some reason. It's Australia. It's Australia. It's a tall poppy. I hate to say that, hey. That's so sad that we have to say that. I had a conversation with a man the other day. Just really bizarre, actually. I just delivered a presentation. And I hadn't thought about this for so long. But this guy came up to me and he said, oh, your presentation was amazing. You were gifted. He said, you know, the angels are with you. And you're a very spiritual man. And he said, the angels are with you. You've got such a gift. And honestly, I was standing. I just had tears rolling down my face. He was so beautiful. And he said to me, have you spoken in the States? I said, oh, I said, I have. And I said, I think it's just exhilarating. You know, I can speak for 2,000 people and halfway through my presentation, they're all up on the chairs and they're cheering and they're (laughs) chanting and they're, you know, they're so excited. And it's just my story, you know. Mm. And he said, yeah, he actually said he lived there for 25 years. And he said there's a stark contrast between how people who have something to share are accepted he said, in the United States, people who have something to share are accepted. Everybody's accepted. Nobody's trying to pull anybody else down. Even people who are mentally unstable and that are walking the streets, nobody's staring at them. Nobody's picking on them. Nobody's, you know, making, giving them a hard time. They're just left to be themselves. You know, and obviously that comes with its own issues. But even to that extent, it's, it's indicative of the kind of culture, that, culture they yeah. that they have. That people, you know, you go, you walk down Venice Beach and every second person you see is busking or singing or trying to make something of themselves or they've got CDs that they're trying to push and they want you to buy their CDs and if you don't, you want to be scared. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it's just a culture. So you think it's the Australian culture? Here in Australia. Well, That's I don't so know. Sad. I haven't thought of that for such a long time yeah. until he brought that up and just then that came to me then. I don't know. Does this type of craziness happen on American Social media sites, like because sure, I mean, I'm sure because I saw an American come on um, one of the conversations and yeah. said, "Look, this is what the formulas in in America are like. Um, why would you want to even eat this formula? So, do it yourself. Formula might be a good thing." And another one, an Australian mm-hmm. came on and went, "It's exactly the same here." And I think this American was confused as to why would you be saying that this is a good thing for our babies and not saying a natural formula that's made, you know, just think if I, I, I know people are going to bring me down to this one because they're going to say, well, science has given us this and science has given us that. But just think if, if you were a mother in a, in a situation where there was no formula available, you would be looking at ways to, have your baby nourished. And totally. probably the first thing you would do is go to another animal. Totally. You might get goat's milk or another human. First of all, you'd start with another human probably. And then if you couldn't find a human, you'd go to another animal. You'd go to an animal's milk. Totally. And if, if there was no animal milk around, you'd be going, okay, what, what can I do? And you'd be going back to your traditional ways of cooking, which were broths. Fermentation. Fermentation and using liver. Liver was a, like you look at the, the Scottish, mm-hmm. they do haggis. Haggis is nothing but liver and, and blood and everything. No, that's that's the that's the black pudding. that's the black pudding. But haggis had to be eaten by the Scottish because there was no sun there, and they needed their vitamin D. So they would eat. And and I'm sure people don't do it 
knowingly, but it's a culture and they knew that that's the way they would survive their winter months because mm. there was no sun in Scotland in the, in, there might be a little well, bit. But that's also why food is so spicy in India yeah. because they can't preserve it. They have to use and eat a lot of hot, spicy food there because it's the bacteria rates are so much higher. So I think we have to really, I'm just really flabbergasted. And I think you've got a little bit of a, a thing there, Kaz, about the whole culture, about us wanting to bring people down. Every time I've been in America, it's like you say hi to someone, they go, hey, how are you doing? It's, and yet Australians, and then when we, whenever I'm selling something um, on my website or, or I'm doing a talk, I always get that, oh, don't do that American thing. You know, don't, in other words, don't oversell it. Yeah, don't hype it up. Don't hype it up. And, or don't do any, when we've done retreats, we've had people going, oh, we don't want that high five or BS, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> and all that sort of jazz. And it's like. Why? Why? Why are we so afraid Why to celebrate we... other human beings? Why are we so afraid? Why could we not have turned that book? Is it because it's Chef Pete Evans? Maybe if it was just Charlotte and Helen, it would have just slipped under the radar. But and it would have. It would have been it would have released. Under the radar. It would have slipped under the radar. It would have been released. No one would have ever said anything about it. Um, we... well, why can't we be celebrating Chef Pete Evans? Why can't the whole country be going, you know what, the guy's out there, he's just talking about eating real food. Yes, he's got a philosophy. It's quite left field. But, you know, a lot of our leaders are very left or right field. And we find our own place of where we want to sit on that realm of, of possibility. You know, I, He's a I, rampant I, individual. Totally. And why would we not want to be around people like that? Mm-hmm. Like, be around the dreamers and the people that think differently. Mm-hmm. And it's doesn't it make it makes me think differently why do we want to not doesn't mean that we have to believe everything or follow everything that they do but we could be inspired by them i think one of the things that we are not doing at the moment is critically thinking Mm-hmm. So we through that high five go. Yeah. <laughs> My business coach tells me that. That's it. I, I think that that's what it is. We are not that's critically it. thinking about um, how how things are, are made, um, who's got an interest in it. It's a, it's a critical thinking thing because I was it's funny. I was talking to one of my other medical doctor friends, and he said to me, "There is no profit in vaccination, Cindy." And I went. And I'm thinking in my head, I didn't say to him, no, that's not right. Mm. No, that's not true. But I didn't want to say that to him until I got the proof Mm. that Mm. there is profit in vaccinations. And um, all I have to do is go on, you know, the the public record for any of the drug companies that provide vaccines. But that was his belief. But you cannot tell me the drug company doesn't make some sort of money on Mm. the vaccine program that are worldwide throughout Africa, the US, Australia, Europe. They're not doing this for love. There is just no way. They are doing this for profit. Um, And the the fact that, you know, the vaccine schedule has multiplied to no end. Why? Why why for chickenpox? Why do we need one for chickenpox? To me, there's there's no point in a vaccine for chickenpox. It's not, I, I didn't know that it was a deadly disease and... Mm. Look, I just find it really interesting is that we have to critically think about this and go, but if I'm critically thinking and even if before I do the research, surely they wouldn't be doing this for nothing, just for the love and uh, And no no disrespect 
to you on critical thinking, but your critical thinking is already slanted by your previous experiences, thoughts and emotions and all of that. So so you're already going to have a slant on the way you're going to critically think, um, which I think is what makes us all so beautifully individual. Um, Rampantly. Rampantly. Rampantly individual. Um, But... What my concern is with something like this book with with beautiful Charlotte and Helen and Pete is are we just becoming a society and a nation that's just really quick to jump on the bandwagon and knock people? And it's, you know, if you, you think about it, most people, and this is, this is fact, will tell a negative story mm. 10 times more than a positive story. So, you know, you, you think about going to a restaurant and you've got a really bad meal or a cockroach was in it. How many people would you tell about that cockroach in the meal as opposed to how many people you'd say you just had a beautiful dinner with your husband tonight? So is it because we sensationalise because of the media and the way we do things? Is that what this is about too? But uh, but I think that speaks to the point that we were making before that the, I mean, what does a person have to gain? They gain profile. By being? And they gain their own notoriety. By, by being, being the questioner. That, yeah, or by being that negative person, question, or, you know, like putting out negative um, material to such an extent like that, I think they, go, they gain notoriety. That person's gone from nobody to somebody. Okay. Well, on that note, if you... <laughs> Belle Gibson. Yeah. I mean, Look what's happened there. I, I, I don't know. I haven't got the research so and I haven't Tell seen. us about that. Okay, so... Belle Gibson um, owns an app called The Whole Pantry and her Instagram account is Healing Belle. Belle. Healing Belle. It's now, um, did you, I don't know if you noticed, Kim, but she's taken every photo off but 25 of her Instagram. Wow. Yeah. So Why? She, what, what happened? Well, all right. So um, let me look her up while you're telling the yeah, story. Yeah, Belle was somebody who uh, had healed her brain tumour naturally. And at 33 weeks ago, um, because I remember seeing it on her Instagram, she wrote that her cancer had come back. It was a heavy heart that her cancer had come back and she had it in several areas of her body. And it's come out now that she has lied. This is what's come out in the media. Whether this is right or wrong, this is what's come out in the media. And it's fairly damning. And the Australian, I think it was, wrote an article on Saturday basically saying that her whole history of her life, he had interviewed her friends from school school days, he had interviewed her life between school days and the whole pantry, and that was with um, a a skater group. Mm -hmm. She was with a skater group. And then her wholesome change around to the whole pantry and Healing Bell. And got, she had 196,000 followers on her Instagram, uh, sorry, on her Facebook page. On Instagram, 198,000 on her Instagram and 32,000 on Facebook. So she had a fairly big uh, following. Her um, app sold 300,000. Apple supported her. Wow. Her book has just been withdrawn from sale. Yeah, I just a, was reading yeah, Her book has just been withdrawn from sale. And... You know, what was your question about Belle? You know, you why did we bring Belle thought, into all of like, this? Here she was. She's a very clever food stylist and everything. Beautiful food stylist. What you just said before, Karen, was 
we often can, we can become somebody with a negative story. So, you know, like sometimes by being in that negative space or, you know, it's cancer survivors that, and no disrespect to cancer survivors, for goodness sake, please don't get me wrong, but I think I you've even said it in your talks, for God's sake, don't get a bomb put underneath your butt to wake up. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. why do we have to have a negative story or a negative situation to make us a story, to give us a story? Um, and my concern around Belle was um, she's a beautiful young woman. She mm, she seemed to have everything going for her. She was so clever with her food styling and her health and everything. So, you know, if it is true that the whole thing's been a lie... So what are they saying is a lie that she didn't have cancer? She never had cancer and she's always has, throughout her high school years, she had always faked illnesses and operations and things like that. And the last thing that she actually said to us a week ago, because we... A couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, was Mm -hmm. it? Was that she was having an operation in two weeks. And, you know, I I... So you guys know her? Well... I only know I've her. I've followed her. Yeah, I've followed her. I met her just recently. But we've only just met her. Right. Um, so we don't really, we don't know her life, her life story, only what we've read like everybody else. But her, she seems to have made all this up. But what was really interesting mm-hmm. is the whole pantry has made a statement saying um, our former CEO or something like that or our former mm-hmm. board member or something like that um, is is quite upset by this or something, but let us go through the Australian article. Now, there wasn't one thing about her diseases or her operations or her anything. It was all about um, the charity that she had promised money to and she hadn't paid. Oh, That's the no. only thing that they talked about and they talked about why they hadn't paid and they had cash flow problem and they were behind on their books and that they, they'd failed to talk about the people that they had given the money to. They were only doing about the money they hadn't given to, but there was nothing about Belle and nothing about her lying about what she's done or whether it was the truth or not. They did not protect her in any way. All they did was protect the whole pantry and the charity and the Gosh. finances of it. But where, where does this lead a company and where does this lead a girl like that? You know, she must not be well to be able to, if this is true, she can't be well if she has lied and said this. You have to worry about somebody that believes her own lies. That's what you said, didn't you, Well, Kimmy? I think sometimes you, you tell a little lie, you get a bit of notoriety. notoriety. I mean, I used to have a guy come in to me for treatment many years ago and he would have regular massage to support an injury from a car accident and he used to say to, and he was late to an appointment one day and he go he goes oh sorry an ambulance went flying past and I just couldn't help but follow it <laughs> he used to follow ambulances to accidents and things because he got a kick out of seeing what garbage yes. was going on mm. oh really mm. anyway I said to him after treating him for nearly a year I said look so-and-so, I don't think I can help you anymore. And he goes, oh, no, please, trust me, I don't want to get well. I, I won't keep getting my free massages. Uh, and, uh, and so then I thought, oh, my gosh, do we actually as a society feed the negative association of life? As in feed, it's 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 about we, we have this whole fear around illness and disease rather than a real focus around how to keep well. We have a real focus around um you know, all these medications and everything rather than 
what could we be doing as a community to keep everybody well? I mean, in, in an Eastern philosophy, doctors apparently are paid when their offices are empty mm. because they're doing their job. People are well. We are paid in a society on the, the sicker you are. I just tried to get in to see my doctor the other day um, just to get a, a checkup on something. Very minor. And Is it that rash? <laughs> Those, those crabs. <laughs> that just thing on your lip. <laughs> we didn't want to say anything. No. We didn't want to say anything to the listeners, but now that it's out there, oh, you no. should see it as like a mushroom. I wanted to get to look at my blood test results, and I'll sure you did. Oh, shut up, you tar. <laughs> um, but do you know what? I couldn't get in for over a week. Because she is so booked every day from 7.30 in the morning till 4.30 in the afternoon. And she goes, oh, we're really busy and flat tack at the moment. I'm thinking, wow. I did. I said that. Why? She goes, oh, I can't tell you that. That's what she said. Oh, I can't tell you that. But I was like, are we really focusing on too much on now the negative side of things? Well, I heard that they tried to do a good news story um, hour. But it, it flopped. Nobody wanted to watch the good news. They just want to watch the bad news. Well, anybody who's studied journalism will tell you that there are a series of, I think I mentioned this in one of the mm. podcasts, there's a series of things that news has to hit. It has to be freaks, fats, fears. Um, there are five of them. I can't remember the other two. But if the news story doesn't hit one of those five, it doesn't break. Wow. Yeah. So we're not interested in good news stuff. No. Because good news starts with G, not F. <laughs> <laughs> Let me Google that one too. Well, <laughs> so, so, Cindy, I mean, you do think differently. Pete and Charlotte and Helen think differently. Mm. What and Dr. You... Libby is in on all Dr. this Libby too. Dr. Libby is beautiful. Yeah, and she researches. Like she's. I mean, the people that knock all these people, have they ever been to one of their courses? Have they ever sat in the audience? Have they ever really interviewed the person one-on-one? Have they ever? I mean, it's the same thing for me, listening to doctors that maybe or, or specialists or news readers or journalists or authors, anything. I don't sit, it looks something will sit with me, whether I, you know, and, and I know as human beings, we're constantly looking for um, are you walking the talk? Are you true? You know, we've got our radar up whenever we're watching people speak to us because we're trying to pick up on whether or not there's a match, I guess. But when I really look at people, even that I have a, where I'm like, oh, I don't really like what they're saying or I don't like how they're saying it, because of these podcasts that we've been doing and because of Karen's training, I really question myself now if that's a question back into myself why I'm feeling that and Mm. is it something about me that I'm not liking in that person because really at the end of the day if you've got an opinion on something I think I love that line oh that's interesting like it's just interesting Mm. I mean I'm not going to go but but then is it because these people are scared they're going to kill a child like is it but that would be I mean I think that would be the first thing that most people would prick their ears up to regardless of who's written what about who you put up something Ch- that says... Children die all the time for I all know. sorts of reasons. Kathy Ledger's baby died of a vaccination, but are mm. we... Like, I, I don't... I don't. A child might die. I'm... I don't know if that's the... I don't know if that's the issue. I mean, that's what you I'm trying to get so. to. I don't, don't think it is, is because children, children die all the time. And they might die from eating uh, a lolly mm. because they choke on it. Yeah, yeah. So to say a child might die, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. And I can. I, I love your questioning, Kim, because it's making us get to the core of what creates this animosity and this fight back, and you know, or the, or the need to, to, to lie, or the need to, yeah. to sensationalize, yeah. or the need to. I mean, do you guys? Or the need to we, call someone an idiot. Are we all the same? Yeah, yeah. Are I we agree. all the same though? We're. Are we just part of it, but we're just thinking maybe with a little bit more openness, but are we just the same? Do we watch the news? I, mean, I must admit, I'm really turned off the news. I, I find it really hard to watch at the moment, but I, 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 I used to, Well, I used to like the project, but mm. I find the project, um, although some things that they treat seriously, some things they absolutely do not treat seriously that I think need to be treated seriously. So they were almost a breaking story. I rang, I rang Charlotte um, and said, Charlotte, you okay? I've just been hearing what's been happening about the withdrawal of the book. And she said, I've just been accosted by the project at my office. They found me at the office oh for, for an interview. And anyway, so I decided to watch the project that night just to see what they said. And they had a dietitian on, um, that did a little bit of giggling and um, I can't, can't remember, but I was just thinking, you have no idea what's even in the recipe. You haven't done the research. You haven't even looked at it. Little, uh, and yet the project did this real laugh about Pete and real laugh about the whole thing. And I'm going, treat it with a little bit more seriousness and a little bit more that people, mothers, you know, worried mother will do more investigation than the FBI. So don't treat them like idiots. Treat them as with the respect that you would treat somebody that um, maybe has done a, a degree um, that, but hasn't done vitamin A toxicity in their seven-year degree and have to go and research it themselves. And are we mm. saying, though, that human beings are just stupid? I mean, for everybody to get up in arms about this vitamin A toxicity, for the people that are feeling that or believing that, surely... They will not use this, this yeah, the formula. formula. <laughs> um, but then are they thinking that people out there are stupid enough to go and do it for themselves? I mean, people are stupid enough to light fires with methylated spirits. <laughs> people are stupid enough to put to think that perfume is, is perfectly okay to put on their skin, yet two drops of lavender can't be used while they're pregnant. I mean, are we really becoming, is, is our whole thing here then based on stupidity and the fear of other stupid people doing more stupid things? <laughs> That's hilarious. Look at you. I mean, seriously, the people that are all worried about people vaccinating or not vaccinating are worried because... They're worried that their child might be affected, but if their child's being vaccinated, why would they worry? <laughs> because they're protected. And then if we're worried about a broth, oh, sorry, a, a homemade <laughs> broth formula, yeah. that, I mean, would I tell you this, here's the thing. If Karen had a baby that she could not feed, or let's even say her puppies, her babies could not feed because of some sort of response, she would be the first to be cooking up a broth and putting bloody liver into it and doing everything she could in order to make her babies live. Your puppies, you would do that, wouldn't you? Would you? Look at her face. But, well, yeah, you in would. all honesty. You will give them meat. You don't vet. They're not oh, vegan no, puppies, are they? Vegan. No, 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 no but I mean, yes. but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you would do what it took 
to help that child, whatever it was, oh, whatever it took to get them well. Earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. heaven and, and earth. And so would Charlotte Carr. Mm. And so would. And show, so did Charlotte Carr. And, and look at the results. And so has the Pete Evans because his little girls yeah. were having health issues, which drove his passion around mm. behind the whole feeling of around getting back to eating real food, which he's happened to package as paleo. Yeah. But the truth of the philosophy around paleo and exactly what Charlotte and Helen are saying in this book is just using real food instead of a, a packaged, scientifically formulated formula. And is it that scientific? And is it that regulated? Remember, we've discussed this already. And just because it's been used for 20 years yeah. doesn't mean to say that it has to be used forevermore or is it the right thing? Mm. We don't know the accumulation effect of some of these things. We don't know. Yes, it might be okay for the first 10 feeds. It might be okay for your first generation of children. But what's the impact that that scientific formula is going to have? But we do know that broths have worked for many thousands of years. So, you know, is there something around that that we're just Well, I think of? if we're going to question one, we've got to question the other. Okay. I think that's a fair... I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. You, if you question f- one, you, you have to question the other side as well. Yeah. So if you're going to question the natural, natural yeah. alternative, whether that's the right kind of combination, who know... If you're going to question that, question yours. You've got to question carry care. Yeah. You've got to question the packaged formula. And do the research on it and see if that's right. Absolutely. And I would guarantee if anybody Googled the ingredients, mm. they would find things that they wouldn't be terribly excited about. What I find interesting um, is that while this was all going on, I was talking to someone and I, <clears throat> I wished I could just jump into somebody's skin mm. who was thinking that. This was dangerous and and the the absolute absolute um, violence. I think on social media. Why why what are they thinking? And that's what I want to do is to get into their skin and mm. and think, walk in their shoes and feel how they feel because they they must be. I want to know how. Why do they think that way? Because I think so differently, mm. and they're probably thinking the same thing. Why would they think that way? That is so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I don't think it's dangerous. I just don't want to go there with my children. I want to do something different. I would do my best to give them real food, which I've done all my life. I haven't given them breakfast cereals and margarine and packaged foods and Vegemite and muesli bars and yogurts that are laced with sweeteners and flavours and colours. I've chosen that path for my children. Why do other parents believe that they can do a -a pick-a-pack lunchbox with breakfast cereals and modified milks and lean cuisine for dinner? So, and people do that. So, you know, I think... In, in fact, in a way, you've got to be grateful for them too because without them, we probably three wouldn't have a career, really. Like if we all thought the same way, we'd all be doing the same thing. So maybe this isn't a bad thing, but I, I, what I'm feeling... <laughs> we wouldn't have this discussion right now, actually. <laughs> we would have had nothing to talk about and not for a chat for this hour. That's true, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I just think, you know, I've been so Maybe really that's thinking, what it's all about. It's just about us three having a conversation. <laughs> you know, Could be. I always, I've been looking at the way I sign off my letters and my videos and everything at the moment. Tart. Tart one um, is one of the Rockstar two. Yeah. <laughs> Bear Grylls. <laughs> oh, Bear Grylls. Okay, she sent you an email today and said, oh, we're just waiting on your response, Bear. <laughs> I didn't get that. You didn't get that email? No, I didn't get that I had quite email. the chuckle to myself. Oh, we're just waiting on your response. <laughs> I don't miss that. Bear. 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 (laughs) Sorry, Kimmy. What I said to my children a couple of weeks ago, we're driving home in the car, and I said, look, if anything ever happened to me, 
I said, and I went, what would be the one thing you'd remember me by? And and they were like, oh, mum, your lectures about being kind? Oh, my God. We would be, you know, that's probably the one thing we'll always remember. You've always told us to be, we have to be kind. We have to be kind. We have to be kind. And I mean that in a very universal way. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to each other. Be kind to the planet. Be kind to the animals. Be kind to plants. Like, to me, it's like, be kind says so much. And my other thing is take care. So for me, it's always been like, be kind, take care. So same thing, if we could just apply that when we're on social media. Mm. You know, take care with your words. Mm. You know, just because mm. you really, and even the same for us, I'm saying mm. this for us, even True. though we're very passionate about what we believe in, um, you know, we'll have jokes about what idiots are out there sometimes. Um, but at the same time... We don't say that, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very really I do say that. It's mm. actually very really. Yeah, I don't. Say, no, that's very I never true. hear you say um, that. That's no, yeah. very true. Except for that time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I was more interested when we started this conversation of the underlying reason why we attack, mm. why we are so scared of someone thinking differently. And and I just love the way you both do go down the rabbit hole around that that way and yes we've got these scenarios that have occurred to us right here and now like this book and bell gibson and beautiful jess and all these things that we've been experiencing lately maybe it is just a magnified example of us really looking at the way we're kind or not taking care or are taking care because at the end of the day charlotte would be the one person that i have met and known now for a while who has taken the greatest care and being the kindest mum mm. in the whole entire world. And not only that, guys, she's had the most amazing reaction mm. with these foods mm. with her baby. Mm. Now, whether it's the foods, whether it's her mother's touch, whether it was maybe the way she's brushed Willow's hair, we don't know. Mm. But the fact that that combination and those rituals that she's embraced for her child, that's made an impact, why wouldn't you share that? Why mm. would you not want another mum to have that kindness that she's had happen, why do we want to knock her? And then let those mums do their own research into what they think is going to work mm. for them. How beautiful to think there's an alternative, that we don't have mm. to have mm. a formula, maybe. maybe. Mm. I mean, gosh, I would have loved this information when I was... Just, as a, just to know that there was an option. Mm. Mm. There's... um. A lot of good has come out of this. I know on 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 my website or on my um, Facebook, um, somebody said, "Please go and have a look at Sam and Dad." So Sam and Dad is about another little boy that was not doing well and not thriving, and he was being tube fed, and the the dad did not like the tube feeding, which we oh, know what it is. Yeah, it's exactly right. the same as the formula that we've been talking about. And he decided to do the research and he now feeds his little boy very much like what Charlotte fed, fed Willow and now his little boy is thriving. And you can go on there and it says Sam and Dad. Oh, wow. Sam and his dad, I think it is. Uh, it's something like that. And it was so exciting to to find these people that are supporting the fact that they didn't want to feed their kid these formulas mm. that had been um, formulated by Nestle or... Uh, I, there's a couple of um, makers of it, and Nutri-care. rather, n- yeah. Um, do you think, then, girls, that 
I mean, really, at the end of the day, if you've chosen the formula route yes. and that's something that you want to do and you feed your baby with all the love and the care and you take care of them in the mm-hmm. best way possible and that baby in your mind is thriving, isn't that all that matters? I mean, if that's what you truly believe in. And then if you truly believe that broths and liver and and, and gelatin and, and, you know whatever, coconut oil that's in the, the mixture she's made and and she's doing all these rituals around that and her baby's thriving. Isn't that what matters? It is what matters and it's it matters that there is choices and that if you choose to go the the formula that is, is like an elemental formula because that's all your baby can do or you choose to do one of the other formulas and you do that with, with that's what you want to do, then that's, I, I, I agree with you, Kim, but that, that, there has to be alternatives mm-hmm. for the mothers out oh. there that feel sick when they're having to feed this formula. And many of the comments were, I wish I'd known this because oh. I was in this position. What about those of us that had gone through all of this? And I had to put Jacob onto a goat's milk formula. And I'm reading and listening to all of this thinking, have I damaged my baby? Have I did I do the wrong thing by my baby because that's what everybody told me to do and I didn't know anything different. I mean... We do the best that we can with the knowledge we have. And I did it with all my heart's intention and I researched the best one I could find and I did what I thought was right in that time and I can't take it back. So I need to... I just want to say this to the mums and dads out there that are confused or don't know what to... You know, do the best that you can mm. with mm. the best people in your tribe and the mm. best knowledge that you possibly can and know that whatever you've done in the past was the best of your knowledge at that time. And let's just start being kinder to each other about it. It's really upset me now. I don't like people hurting each other on But I, I agree media. with you, Kimmy. I, I actually agree entirely with you is that it's your choice. Mm. You do the best with the knowledge that you've got at the time and you cannot have regrets mm. because there's... there's there's nothing, well, you can't go back. But if you did it with an intention that you knew you did the best, like I, I'm, I'm talking to Mel, um, who when she had her first son, she knew no better and she gave him a formula because she didn't know there was anything else out there. But as she became educated and she had her third child that also had to go off her breast milk and needed to go on a formula, she she did it with such angst actually and such up she was so upset and she kept looking for an alternative but there was no alternative for her daughter nothing so she had to do the medical feed but once she had realized or the elemental feed what she when she had realized there was no other option for her child she was happy to feed that because Mm. otherwise the child would die Mm. so it's about looking at your options choosing what's going to work for you if it doesn't work then go to the next option and then the next option and even the world health organization say breast is best a surrogate breast is next a human uh, an animal milk is next and i think and then a formula is next i'm pretty sure they're the four stages and then there's no um bone broths (laughs) they haven't they haven't put that one in on number five um but that's what they put so even formulas are down on the on the fourth rung Mm. They're not at, they're not even where, you know, belly belly, I think it's bellybelly.com. If you go to her Facebook, she has some great or we, uh, website. She has some really good articles on, on breastfeeding versus milk formulas and, um, what formulas, how formulas have had to change because they were wrong and, and all the, 
the problems with formula. But if that's your only choice, then that's where you're going to go to have your baby survive, not maybe thrive, but at least survive. Mm. And survival and thrive, like survival is number one. Thriving is definitely mm. where we want to go to. It's not just about surviving. Mm. Mm. It's hard to know, isn't it? It's almost as if this podcast has brought up more questions than it has mm. answers. But I think it, it, at the very least it kind of really opens people up to exploring for themselves as opposed to following blindly. And I really love what you said, Cindy, about critical thinking mm. because I think it applies in every area of our lives is to be able to critically question and inquire everything, inquire about everything. Inquire about the soap in the bathroom. Inquire about mm. the thoughts that you have. Inquire about metal forks. I'm just looking at metal forks. <laughs> Inquire about metal forks. You know, the metal that we're, that on the, the, those forks, is that putting heavy metals into our body? I read an article about that the other day. Oh, wow. Well, actually, just on a side note, yeah. even this whole thing with the whole paleo broth infant formula it's it's because it happened over a week ago and I've been looking at the whole thing. I was at the farmer's markets the other day and I really don't like cooking broths. I really don't like the smell of them. I don't like doing it. But here I am at the farmer's market and these two beautiful meat mm. providers have now produced organic bone broths, clean bone broths, so there's no salt or herbs or anything in it. And because I know it's good, even though I don't like doing it and I personally don't want to eat it, I know my son and daughter are thriving on it by putting it into the sauces that and I make soups. for them and soups and mm. everything and even poaching Taylor's eggs in it the other day. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, but I don't. It's this a good is, idea. Mm. I like that idea. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to give my children everything mm. I can. Mm. With the nourishment they need. Yeah, and when because I, I know how good it is. So mm. if nothing else... It may not be that you want to give your child infant formula, but the beautiful thing that's happened out of this is that bone broths have got a real big conversation point again, mm. which started out with paleo. Mm. And now there's another angle. The thing around metal forks. Like, I never thought about that until I made kombucha. And you're not allowed to put a metal spoon into the scoby while you're making your kombucha because it'll hurt and upset the scoby. Now, I'd never thought about metal spoons, forks mm. and things. So the beautiful thing about all of this is that it just gives you an opening when you did the when we did the hcg no one ever questioned what was in their skincare until mm. they had to find out whether or not there was oil mm. in it so maybe whether or not you agree with everything that's been said on this podcast or it's uh, maybe the greatest thing that's come out of this is whatever comes up it, that's interesting is the first one <laughs> <laughs> and then inquiry yeah, critical thought mm. and investigation is what follows and perhaps also not to jump on a bandwagon. Mm. I think don't that's, be easily led. Don't be easily led because I'm very I'm... easily led by you two, though. <laughs> that's all right. You can. Do I'll that. get on your. That's bandwagon. all right. You can. Oh, that one's okay. Yeah, that one's okay. <laughs> that one's fine. Oh, that one's okay on each other's bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what I really got was that when somebody questioned me about the vitamin A, and then I saw all of it about, I didn't want to voice my opinion until I'd done the research. Mm. And asking, you know, my girlfriend, um, my medical doctor girlfriend, the, that same question and realising that it's not the professionals that are jumping. It's actually the layperson that's jumping on a meme mm -hmm. that they've heard somewhere else and they're just repeating. 
and perhaps as individuals that are listening to this, that we don't jump on mm. meme bandwagons and we do have inquiry and we do have critical thinking about these things. And even when I'm reading those articles, I, I look through the article and I'm going, well, you're saying exactly what you're accusing Pete of. Yeah. You're jumping to a conclusion and you're saying Pete jumps to a conclusion, but you're jumping to conclusions and you're... And when she said bone fragments, that's wrong. Mm. So she hasn't done her research. Mm. So, yeah, look, it's it's been a very interesting... I love your questions, Kim. Mm. I think your questions have been even more so making us all think, you know, so they've been, they've been brilliant. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. So on that note, I think that brings us to the end of today's podcast, does it not, ladies and gentlemen? I'm with you. Mm, good, good. So go to our Facebook page and post your comments and your questions about today's post, uh, about today's podcast at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Oh, 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 it's all a, week on breakfast, all on tel, Channel 9 all week has been all about Machu Picchu and Peru. Oh, and yes. I saw oh, that. Oh, oh, I did see that. And we've yeah, still got a couple cool. of posies left, haven't we? We do. We've got three positions left. Oh. Which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, For May 2016. Because we had two people pull out, didn't we? We did. We had a couple pull out. We did they, have a couple. Yeah, they're yes. building a house. Mm. They are building a yeah. house. Yes, I thought they could have postponed, I but think anyway. They could, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat and post your comments there, or you can post your comments at allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. So make sure that you tune in next week and give us five stars on the iTunes for our ratings. Let's, let's, actually it's time let's that we review ampy. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, up, up the, the ante. <laughs> What's up the ampy, love? Yeah. Who's ampy are you up? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Such a tart. Okay. <laughs> We're going to see you here next week, same time, same station. Join us here and up for a chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you on the ride. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.